0: Log Talk Radio. It's the weekend your wallet has been waiting for. Right now at Old Navy, pay no tax on your entire purchase. Get fashion essentials like super soft tees, crazy comfy hoodies, and the hottest jeans. And relax, there's no tax. Just in time for back to school, shop Kids Styles for up to 60% off and totally tax free. Plus, get an extra 10% off when you spend $50 or more. Hurry in to cash in on this tax free deal today and tomorrow only. Run to Old Navy. Tax free, valid 85-87, Kids Sale 728-92, select styles only.
1: Blog Talk Radio There is
2: a word Especially for you
1: Good morning. My name is Gray Bun, and I'm 11 years old. Your list is a free on the inside. My papa, Diggy Joe Lewis.
0: Good morning, and welcome once again to our weekly Internet broadcast. Thank you, little Gregory Bunting. Oh, oh I'm so glad and honored to be with you this morning. You know what this show is all about, to inform you and to encourage you and to challenge you to be all you can be. We're for a great time this morning. I'm excited about our guest that's coming on this morning. I'm excited about I guess guest, he, and he's on hold right now. But before we bring him on, we just want to say hello to our sponsor, uh, here at our uh, at this here program, we want to give a shout out to Beverly Beasley and her staff over at Granny Place, who's a non-profit organization that's meeting the needs of our young men and women through computer literacy, through after-school uh, uh, programs, and things that uh, that makes a difference in their lives. Amen. And then you know, I wanna say hello to the young men that we encounter at our jail ministry over at the Hutchinson Jail Unit. We do a Bible study over there every Thursday and the young men's are very eager and excited about the word of God. And I'd like to uh, give them brothers a shout out. Brother y'all keep it up, keep it up, continue to seek the face of God. Amen. Amen. As we get ready to bring our guest on this morning. Oh, I'm excited about our guest this morning. We're having a uh, uh the uh the man o uh the man represented for uh the Men's Neil Mile Ministry, the Outreach Relief Ministry, amen. I'd like to bring on at this here moment here, uh, John Sergeant Stewart, amen. Good morning, uh, Mr. Stewart.
2: Good morning, brother. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Sarge. Yeah, Sarge, welcome to our weekly internet broadcast, and I'm excited about you being out here. Will you please introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us about your ministry? Yes, sir. Um I'm very
2: grateful to be here And I want to first give all praises Due to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, I'm Command Sergeant Major John Stewart I'm known as Sarge I'm uh, one of the Command Sergeant Majors Of the Men of Nehemiah The Men of Nehemiah is basically A Christian community service movement We're a ministry that helps uh, Alcoholics and, and drug addicts And, uh, and men who are, are recovering From homelessness, substance abuse And those types of things our goal is to rebuild the community, which is why we took on the name Nehemiah, because in the Bible, Nehemiah was the cupbearer for the king. And he, he was so sad, the king said, what's wrong? He says, I need to go back. My temple of my God has been destroyed. My, my community has been destroyed. I need to go back. And to rebuild it. Now, before he went to the king, he had prayed a prayer and anyone who has their Bible knows that in the book of Nehemiah chapter 2, he had a prayer. When he prayed that prayer, God gave him favor in the eyes of his king and the king gave him everything he needed to go back and rebuild his community. And that's what we're about. We're a Christian-based discipleship uh, with the military component to it so that we try to deal with rebuilding the whole man. Most, uh, we weaps deal with a portion of man. They may work on the mind. They may work on the spirit. Others may work on just the spirit. We deal with the whole man. We start with the spirit because we know that's the most important component. Once you rebuild the spirit and you get it in the Lord, then what that does is that starts to alter the thinking of the individual. Once the thinking is altered, Then the emotions become altered Once the emotions become altered We have the military component To build the physical And through that we have what you call A holistic approach We touch each aspect of the man So that he is rebuilt From the inside out Rather than the outside in And we've been in Dallas now Two years This is our second year We're very excited The commander in charge is Louis Harrell, Jr. His father, Louis Harrell, Sr., was the one who started Nehemiah back in New Orleans before Katrina around 92. Uh, They are featured uh, uh, on Channel 11 News at one time. So the ministry has grown It started in New Orleans, and now we're the second chapter here in Dallas, Texas. And we're excited because we're located at 2010 Grand in South Dallas. Our whole objective is to rebuild the community by starting with the source of that rebuilding, which is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and starting with the same thing that our Heavenly Father did, Adam. So if we rebuild the men, the men can go back and be the men of their families. And by going back and being the men of their families and and being able to be the leader, then they can inspire the women, and the women will teach the children. And as the families heal, so heals the whole community,
0: one family at a time. Amen, amen. That is a great effort. That is a great effort. And I like the format and the layout of this here because, you know, as we deal with the whole man, you know, the mind, uh, the body, and the soul. Like, amen. And as your group is going forth, I'm looking at your flyer right now. What a beautiful flyer here! What a what an impact this flyer makes! And I see that you're involved in various aspects of the community. And would you care to share some of those things with us?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, we, what we believe is, we don't want to be just an organization that uh, takes care of its own in terms of just working with those who come to us. We believe that those around us need ministry too. So, as part of that program, what we do is we go out into the community. Um, we work with the Operation Relief Center located at 2010 uh, Grand. We work with uh, uh, elements of the Martin Luther King Center. Uh, this past uh, Valentine's Day, we were escorts for some of the senior citizens that were there. Uh, we sang, we volunteered. Um, we help pass our plates. You know, we do these kind of things. We go to churches and they, they, they ask us to come and we minister and we, we share our stories and and we do praise and worship. Um, we go to different places and we connect with businesses and, and uh, we have a, a way of rebuilding the men through some type of a work type of relationship once they have gotten past that first 90-day initial phase. So we help rebuild them and help them to get acclimated into going back and becoming an effective, functional part of their community, an effective, functional part of their families, and an effective, functional part of whatever church they choose to go in. We try not to just talk about our father's business. We try to be
0: about our father's business. Amen, amen. And that makes a difference. That makes an impact in the community and the surrounding community. Now, as, uh, now, how do men get involved in your program? How do they, uh, you know, okay. stand up? Well, what we,
2: sure. What we have is a, a uh, nine-month to one-year program. It's basically designed so that we can get the individuals to come in voluntarily. Uh, the reason that is important is because of the fact we have a very strong military component and within the first 90 days, there is a lot of training in terms of the military aspects. Uh, they learn physical training and exercising. They learn uh, military facing movements. We call it during ceremony. They're taught discipline through these. We march a mile and a half three times a week through the streets, and we send Christian changes proclaiming Christ's love and his word and his mercy and, and God's word. So they have to be willing to do some things that they wouldn't have to do in other uh, types of recovery programs. Um, we're very, very uh, military-orientated. Our, uh, our staff uh, carry military rank. We have uh, Colonel Louis Horrell, Colonel Rose Richard, uh, Major Jay Alexander, Major Jackie Gordon, Major Brian Smith. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Harrigan, uh, we have, um, you know, so all of our structure is military, so they have to learn military time. They have to learn uh, the chain of command. They have to learn the NCO chain of command, which means non-commissioned officer or the sergeants. Um, They have to learn all of this, plus they learn 15 biblical principles, which are similar to the 12-step recovery programs. Part of my job is to do operations, daily operations, special duty assignments. Uh, I'm also the senior drill instructor and physical training officer. So we we do a lot of things, but it's all on a military basis. And in order for that to work, we need people who are willing to submit. One of the biggest problems with most alcoholics and addicts are they have been running on their own self-will most of the time. So to be willing to submit to the Lord and submit to authority is one of the biggest problems that that we have as addicts. Um, I've been in recovery now going on 21 years. Uh, One of my biggest problems that I faced when I first came in was I didn't want to follow rules and regulations. And it it hinders one when one is, is, is continually disobedient even though they're trying to do something to change their lives. So this component is very, very important, and the will to submit is very, very important because what it teaches them is the humility necessary to be willing to seek the Lord and to be willing to allow the Lord to use them, and understand that recovery is not about what you get; it's about what you give back. Amen. It's about giving that's giving something, something and giving back, not just giving something and. Uh, ending up on a, on a big house on a hill with a car and a, you know, and a family. It's about being willing to go back where you came from and reach down and help somebody else out. Show them through what the Lord has done for you that they should have hope too. That there is another way out and we don't have to end our lives dying from alcohol and drugs and allowing our families to go down the tubes because they're spending all their money getting us out of jail or getting lawyers. And and, uh, also to heal the family, we work with the family. We have a family day at least once a month where the families come in as a whole, and we sit down and we minister to them, and they get to see their loved ones in action in terms of what they're doing and what the ministry is all about.
0: And it's kind of like
2: a potluck thing, you know, in terms of, of everybody pitching in and bringing things and, It's a great thing because we know that if you only heal the addict or the alcoholic, and you don't heal the family that's had to deal with this person, then they remain sick and they don't even know they're sick. Amen. And that's a sad situation. So we try to work with not just the the men themselves, but to mend the families, you know, help the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the aunts, the uncles, the nieces, the nephews, uh, the, the, the children you know, the mothers and fathers, the grandmothers and grandfathers, whoever it is that was significant to them that had been praying for them, that had been doing what they could to help them. We tried to give them a different approach to let them know that you need healing too. The Lord doesn't just heal those. You know, he says, I come to those who are sick, but if you don't realize you're sick, if you put it all on the other person and there's not the healing
0: process that's necessary. So right. affected you
2: sick
0: So right so we with Sergeant, everybody. Uh, Hold on right here We have a call on the line And we're going to bring them in And let them chime in Good morning yes. You're on the net Good morning You're on the net
1: Hi hey, good, good, good morning
0: Good morning Welcome to our weekly internet program We have Sergeant uh, Stewart on the line Would you like to say hello to him
1: Hello
0: Sergeant Good morning Good morning
2: How are you Good
1: morning um, I just caught them. Well, I only caught part of what you guys were saying, so I don't want to comment. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you guys are saying. Were you talking about like um, issues that that issues within our families?
2: Okay. Uh, what I'm talking about is if someone has been uh, affected by being addicted to alcohol or drugs. There are certain behaviors that they have exhibited. There are certain things that they have said. There are certain actions they have taken which have created a very harmful environment in terms of the family that has been supporting them. Um, One of the things that that addiction does is it creates a situation where where, uh, a mother might not normally sell the food stamps the addiction will cause her to sell those food stamps. That's going to have an adverse effect on the children. A father might uh, sell the kids Christmas toys because of the addiction and then disappear for a week and not come back. That's going to have a a very serious impact on the whole family. Um, As these behaviors continue to perpetuate themselves, and the person that's addicted comes into their lives and then disappears for days, weeks, or even months, and then goes back and forth. That creates a very, very harmful environment. Uh, It's not conducive to learning what a solid family structure is because it's the exact opposite. So everybody in that structure is going to be affected in an adverse way, and that's where the problem comes in because uh the nurturing that the children should get, they don't get. The nurturing that the spouse should get, they don't get. And as a result, the whole family dynamic changes, and it creates one where everybody's affected. So in order to rebuild the family, in order to make the family unit what it was or what God meant it to be, then it's important to involve everybody in the recovery that the addict or the alcoholic is taking part in so that they can heal and they can understand some things about what addiction is or what alcoholism is and how it has affected them so that they can understand that a lot of things they may have themselves for was really not their fault because there's right. a lot of guilt in those kind of families.
1: Well, you know what, Um, it's it's very interesting that you guys are discussing this because I just had this conversation with a cousin of mine, and, um, you know, he came to my city to stay with me, you know, to try to regroup and rebuild. And, you know, he he drinks a lot, and when he drinks, a lot of things come out, and I, I, I understand very clearly what a lot of his issues are, and I was telling him, the other night, I was telling him, I said, listen, everything is going to change with us. I said, you know, you, your father, our mother, they didn't sit together. They turned to drinking. We don't got to follow that path. And in order for us to mm-hmm. drink, like, it's up to us. And this is what I was telling him because, you know, when we came in, you know, we we was drink, I started seeing, like, my uncles when I was younger. And right. our family, um, really was basically alcoholic per se. And once my grandmother died, the family broke up and they became alcoholics or whatever the situation was. But what I was trying to explain to him is that he said it's a curse. I said it's not a curse. It's not a curse. It's, a curse. it's up to us.
2: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to do was what what they are accustomed to and what they used to say. You, you right, know, your child is going to say the same thing. What our parents did, yes. didn't change that they was not strong. Mm-hmm. We didn't stay together and, and, and make sure we all stayed together. So it's up to mm-hmm.
0: us to change that. Yeah, yeah you're so right. Yeah. I tell you what. Now, uh, have you uh, thought about getting your relative probably in the after tree uh, after. Uh, after uh, in a treatment program. That's what the sergeant's uh, talk is all about. Now, he's going to give us some numbers here prior to him getting out. I would like for you to give him a call offline and just uh, maybe you can get your relative involved in an aftercare program or uh, in a recovery program. Well, yes, I yes.
1: mean, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm very receptive to that, but I think I think he needs more more. Um, maybe a psychological aspect, you know, a therapist to talk and get stuff out so that they don't, it they don't get to that point. He doesn't like, to me, when he drinks, everything that he probably been through and wants to say that he normally don't say, it comes out. And I see oh. it, in my opinion, that's just been dealing with stuff. And okay, and let me help.
0: let me inject something right there, sir. Let me explain something.
1: Hey, here, I'm gonna here. put
0: you on hold, of my sister, and, and let the sergeant yes. go on in. And we're gonna bring you back in and because the sergeant he's he really hitting on some things. So just kind of take note of it and uh and please just hold on. We'll bring you right back, okay? Now, see, just go right, there, here, there was some, right. Okay,
2: there were some important things that were just spoken here. One of the most one of the things that we look at as to whether or not when we screen men to come into Nehemiah is we want to see a need in the person, and then we also want to see a want, which leads to desire to change. Because until one sees a need to change, one won't have the necessary desire. So a need has to come first. So we look for people who are desperate enough, who have tried on their own so many different ways, who led them through different treatments, who have finally surrendered themselves to the fact that without
0: God, it's not going to work.
2: Amen. And hey, uh,
0: to, uh, sorry, sorry, then we can do something. So I tell me something before we bring this young lady back on. It, it, uh, what can she do as a family member when a person just they're not there yet? Is it, does she need to back off or do she? What does she need to do to try to compel them to get some uh, help to a ministry like yours and or something she, similar to it? And, and a, she's glad that, that because you can't really compel anybody to get to the
2: point where they they see a need, and until they see a need. And they get to the point of stop trying to do it on self will or self reliance or self confidence. There's not too much you can do other than let them hit a bottom by stop saving them from themselves. And what I mean by saving them from themselves. They, uh, they they hit a car. They go to jail. You run and you get a lawyer. You spend two, three, five thousand dollars to get them out of trouble. You get them out of trouble, but look at the financial costs you have cost the family. And then not too long after that, they do something else. They're right back in jail, or they're right back in another situation. And now you're still paying for the last situation. So you have to understand the importance of letting them hit bottom. In other words, let them experience the consequences for their action. Stop trying to save save them. We call it enabling them. Let them hit bottom so that God can finally get to them. Sometimes we get in God's way because of our love for our loved ones. We don't want them to suffer certain things, and when we step in front and we catch them before they hit for the consequence, then God can't do what he do. We have to get out of God's way and let God do it his way. So many times we tell God, okay, God, we're turning them over to you, but then here we go rescuing them again. Here we go rescuing them again. And
0: God can't work until we get out the way. He's not going to make us do anything. Amen. So we are gonna bring this young lady back in and then uh, are you down.
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: Okay. Now the sergeant spoke some words that uh, that was really impactful and really thought provoking. Until you and uh, and your relative come to the conclusion that things are out of control. You know, because uh, that's the purpose of this show. Is to inform and to encourage and to challenge our listening audience. You've been informed, then you've taken on the challenge that you have to step back sometimes, no matter how much it hurts, you know, until they you know, hit rock bottom and say, "Hey, I need some help." And so, so we want to thank you for calling in. So go ahead, have a few minutes. Now, We need to sign off. We'll make your come uh, your comments brief, and we love for you to call back okay. again at a later today. We
1: make this very brief. I don't think that I should step back away from the situation because I'm very. Over, I have a thorough understanding of what he's going through, and he needs someone to tell him That it's a different way to handle it. You know, I, I I fell through the same track and I pulled myself up. You know, so sometimes you know we can't we can't follow the pattern of what our parents may have done or what anybody may have done, and I think that he needs. I don't. He's not violent or nothing like that. But if he don't have nobody to tell him, you know, how to deal with stuff, that's what is needed. And, you know, the only way for God to work for you is through you. So you got to do it yourself. And if people are so, so caught up with the past and not letting it go, then they're going to continue to drown themselves in their sorrows and drink. And they're not even going to be receptive. I mean, not receptive, but not even thinking about another way to deal with it because they only deal with it the way that they know how so I think it's very imperative to help and talk to these individuals you know to me in my opinion you don't need AA. I think he needs to deal with psychological issues because of what he've been through and once he goes through that all of that will change okay.
0: Okay, then, okay. Akala, I understand. I understand. I'll tell you what, we'll bring that up on a later show. Hey, thank you very much. Because the time don't permit us to go on any further. We want to thank you for calling us, okay? And please stay tuned to this station because we want to encourage you and to inform you that there is help, that you don't have to go through this alone, okay? And, and there's organizations, there's programs, and there people who would like Passions. Godly Peoples, that's, that's attempting to reach the needs of our brothers and sisters Because all of us have been through some things But we none of us stand alone As Neil Miles built that wall He built it with peoples of like mind and like heart So just uh, 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 get some help Whether psychological, uh chemical, dependent But get some help Don't try to do it yourself And we want to thank you for calling on And we want to let our guest have the last word before he signed off Because so we have another guest that's coming on So, Carlo, please stay tuned and listen to our next guest Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Reverend
2: Lewis. Let me uh, put out the number. Our main office is located at 2010 Grand Avenue in South Dallas on the corner of Grand and Harwood. You can't miss us. you look on the second floor and you'll see the banner of a gold arm holding a cross with the name Nehemiah going across it. Uh, And uh, our phone number at the office is 214. 421-5363, that's 214-421-5363, you can ask for Colonel Rose Richards, she's basically in command of the center, Uh, you can ask for uh, me, Sarge, Uh, you can ask for Colonel Lewis Harrell Jr., He's he's the executive director of the program. You can ask for Patrick Vigbidor, he's the other command sergeant major. uh, You can ask for Major Jacqueline Gordon. Uh, These are basically the main part of the staff, uh, and we're located there uh, 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. in the afternoons. Um, During the the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I open up a lot earlier, but that's because of the physical training. Uh, if you have any questions for me, uh, my cell number is 469-335-3998. And uh, we would be glad to answer questions. Uh, if you have someone who, who is out there who is hearing this broadcast who really thinks that the men in mine may be able to help them, you must be a man, you must be an adult, 18 years old or older. Um, you must be willing to come into a military-style recovery program. Your hair must be short or we will cut it. You cannot come in with dreads. Beards are not allowed. You can have a mustache which does not cross the bottom part of your lip. Um, no mandrakes, and uh, your side bones are only to the middle of your ear. Uh, you must be in physical condition enough. To be willing to train, uh, and you must have the mental capacity of an adult. Uh, those are the basic criteria, and you must have a desire to be helped. Hey, um, Amen. That's right. Yeah, and, and we'll, 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 we'll work with you. We'll work with you. Um, we do have some who are on probation or parole. We work with the courts. Um, we work with the Gateway Program, the City of Dallas. We do a lot of, of stuff with a lot of different communities. So, uh, you know, give us a call. We also accept donations because we do not have grants. Uh, all of our support comes from churches and, uh, and ministries that see what we do and are willing to pitch in. Uh, we need money. We need boots for the men, uniforms. Um, you can contribute time. Just, you know, we have a volunteer Corps, so we're asking If you want a volunteer, then you can Do that. The point of contact For the volunteers would be Colonel Rose Richard um, So we, uh, uh, Every Sunday We feed the homeless um, We have a ministry that feeds The homeless breakfast in the morning And, uh, and we have a little Church service for them at 2010 Grand, okay, so that's something you, if you want to volunteer for, you can come in and volunteer for. Again, if you want volunteer services, contact Rose Richard. If you want to make donations, et cetera, she's also the point of contact. Colonel Lewis Horrell is also the point of contact. Or Patrick Rigbedor, the other command sergeant major. Um, if you want to know more about the training, then you can contact me. Uh, special duty assignments, you can contact me. But uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I know that God is, is 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 in the healing business. He 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 loves us, and he loves us in spite of, not because of. And that's the greatest asset that we have
0: It's him. Amen, amen. So before we let you get off the line, we got one more call, and they just want to say hello, maybe chime in. Just hope, give us two minutes. Okay. Good morning. You're on the net. Hello, hello Brother Lewis. Well, good morning. Uh, we got Brother Mate, uh Good morning, Brother Daniel. We have Sergeant Major on the line. He's about ready to get out, and uh, we want to thank you for calling in. Uh, I, uh, if you have anything, uh, just come in, Red, briefly. We'll give you a few seconds, then we're going to let the Sergeant Major sign out.
2: Uh, I'm glad to hear somebody got some kind of, uh, we, we would call that like the boot camp for uh, checking the, you know, helping uh, most of these youth men get their mind back together and really uh, installing discipline inside the body, you know, in the mind, you know. Yeah, and a lot of great, they really really don't have discipline. They got their discipline problem. They're not disciplined because they do what they want to do at home. And, you know, really, most of these uh, families are mostly born by the
0: mothers trying to raise a uh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. very true. Uh, Well, thank you for your comment there, Brother Rick. We need to uh, move on with our program, and we have another guest coming on So we'd love to put you on hold, and I want you to continue to listen to the program. Okay, thank you All right there, Mr. Daniel All right, I'll put you on hold Uh, Sergeant Major, thank you very much for being part of our weekly internet program And we would love to have you to be a guest at at a later date Because you have so much to share with us
2: Oh yes, by God's grace uh, I've been in recovery 20 plus years Um, I spent 16 years in the United States Army Um, I've learned a lot of things And by God's grace, I've made it through a lot of things And um, you know, I was trying to share with that one caller that you have to sometimes let them hit bottom, and that's was that was my story. I had to be literally stripped of everything and everybody around me for me to realize that they weren't my problem, that I was my problem. And God wasn't the problem. He was the solution. But that's what it took for me to finally seek him and to finally get with him, and then my life changed. It was rough, but, you know, there's a process to it, but by You know, submitting myself to him and submitting myself to change, um, it worked. And I want to say this quickly. You know, it's not how you get recovery. It's that you get recovery. Some people can go to Airbnb and get it. Some can go to Airbnb and get it. Some can go to church and get it. It's not where you get it. It's how you get it and that you get it
0: and that the Lord is the center of it, not us. Amen. Well, thank you there, thank that Sergeant, and God bless you. You've been a great guest. Amen. And we're looking forward to having you on at a later date. Amen. Oh, I'd be glad. I'd be glad, too. I'd be glad too. God bless you. Amen. That concludes our uh, interview that was Sergeant Major, and what a great interview that was. There. Amen. And we have a couple of calls on the line, and we're getting ready to... Bringing our next guest there, uh, but uh, we want to continue with this here program. We pray that you've been that you've been blessed by what's going on there. We pray that this program makes a difference in your life. Our prayer desires that that you to be informed, that you to be carried, and you to be challenged to be all that you can be. That you don't have to uh, do this all alone. There's men and women and and programs that's embedded through the grace and the will of God to allow you to uh, say, hey. Uh, you know uh, what? What can I do to help my loved one? What can I do to even help myself? Amen. And as we get ready to bring our next guest on, our next guest is a, a, a very good friend of mine. Our next guest is a is a man of purpose. Our next guest is, uh, uh, he's he's going to share with uh, about things that are dealing with our young peoples here. Amen. And I'm going to uh, allow him to come on. It's uh, Rev Johnson from Bel Air of baptist church in the oak cliff area he's going to come on he's going to share with us some things that are dealing with our young men and women so uh carlos hold on he may have a word of encouragement for each and every one of you amen good morning we bring our guests on good morning rev johnson good morning how are you great I'm, uh, i'm doing fine welcome to our weekly internet program here i just gave you a slight introduction we have a couple of uh Callers on hold So we're going to bring them in right where As uh, the conversation is progressing Will you please introduce yourself To our listening audience Certainly,
3: uh, my name is uh, Micah, Minister Micah Johnson I serve as the um, Minister of Pastoral Care At the Bon Air Baptist Church uh, I've been preaching the gospel About 11 years And um, just enjoy, what, enjoy enjoy working And being employed by God For the kingdom kingdom work And uh, and my, my interest is specifically
0: all uh young people so amen, and that's what we want to uh uh bring into this show here by Young Pukar. we know this pro- our programmers get up towards our young men and women to let them know that they do have a future God knows the plans he has for them now as uh, uh, I would like to ask you what is your professional uh career what do you do for a living Reverend?
3: well my um my nine five i'm an i t technician i'm a network engineer. And I've uh, been in that field for about eight years now. Um, and uh, I, I enjoy it for the most part, it's pretty much working with computers and uh, for
0: corporate America. Amen. And now, now, talk to us about the value of having an education and having a skill, because when you on network computer, you don't have to necessarily work for a company. You're going to end up working for yourself. Now, what is the importance of having a good education?
3: Well, you, you know, it's critically important. It's a, it's a it's an added bonus to being to, to to and it makes it easier for you to be successful. Of course, um, with or without your education, you're going to definitely need to to, to have God uh, to to be to be successful at anything. But you got to give God something to work with, and um, so our education uh, is what God has given us as a way to secure our future. Um, I did. I, fin- I finished high school, college, and got some certifications in the line of work where I where I'm currently working. And I have found that it is very rewarding um, when people are trying to examine you and judge whether you are uh, mm-hmm. worth uh, hiring. I've um, when they find out if you're worth hiring or not, uh, that's pretty much one of the first things that they look at is your education and uh, were you able to. Uh, Sustain um, education enough to finish and complete it. So it's not a, it's not a critically uh, it's not it's not a deal breaker uh, for you being successful because there are a lot of successful people in the world that did not finish high school or or don't have any college de- uh, degree. But but uh, on the flip side of it, there are a lot of people who are suffering
0: because they did not finish. You're so right. You're so right. And we know as we look around society and the landscape and we know our young people are seeking to be successful, but the successful that they're seeking, the successful living that they're seeking is not godly. How do you as being a man of God and just being a man navigate through those rough terrains of life when you, you know, it's you are know, uh, uh, resisting to take matters into your own hands? Well, there's two things um, I was
3: raised by my grandmother And so, you know, there were a lot of things That um, that ordinarily You know, a lot of kids Got away with or, you know, got to do That I just wasn't exposed to um, But the the way I You know, those temptations And, you know um, uh, Difficulties that a lot of young people uh, Deal with I, I just never really had the same Desire for those things I didn't I, it was never really a temptation for me because it was not something that I wanted to do in the first place. Uh wasn't really big on smoking or drinking. Um, uh, you know, now that doesn't I mean I didn't have my own temptations, but the way I navigated through those was, was simple. It, it, just, it just didn't fit me and what I wanted to do in my life. Um, and so also, you know, growing up in foster care, uh, had a lot to do with it when I was able to see those things uh, take total control of one's life, and uh, it, it just became a problem for me for me to see people, um, you know, throw their life away because of you know the temptation that they yielded themselves to, and when when you see that, that's that's what that's what motivated me to say, no, nah, I don't want to go that route because I've seen what this can do to other people,
0: and so I. I um, I, I chose the path that I wanted to be on, and uh, that's what I stuck with. Hey, Amen. We have a couple of callers on the line. We'd like to bring them in to say hello and, uh, and to just reinforce what you're just saying here. Uh, just hold on for a second, and we're going to bring them on, and you may uh, be able to speak a word of encouragement to them. Okay. Good morning. You on the net? Good morning, caller. You there? Amen, amen. That caller have, uh walked away from the line. We're going to bring in another one here. Good morning. you on the net. Hello? Yes, good morning there, uh, uh, Mr. Daniels. We have uh, Reverend Johnson on the line here. Uh, He's just sharing with us about the plights of our young men and the, uh, and the skill level that it takes to navigate through in this society in which we live in. Would you like to say hello and chime in on the conversation?
2: How you doing, brother? Good are you. Uh, I'd like to uh, ask you a question. On the start of this new election year, what do you think um, President Obama, one of the candidates that's trying to come into uh, the office of the White House, what does he need to do in order to start some kind of Job
0: program
2: Mr. Da- or Mr. some
0: kind of educational project Mr. to help our students Mr. Daniels, we're talking about uh, our young men's right here. We're we're talking about when I'm our
2: young talking men. talking about the young men, I'm talking about the youth. I'm, I'm having uh, jobs and and in careers. Uh, what, what 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 do be saying he needs to do in order to get them motivated into uh. uh Wanting to be uh, a computer expert or a, a doctor or a lawyer, well, uh, what do you think it needs to be done at? What level? That's what I'm saying.
3: Well, um, uh, you're talking about what does our president need to do? What, what part does he play to, to
2: well, whoever that? Whoever's going to get off into the office this year, uh, next year, what do okay. they need to do in order to install our youth in order to be wanting to be somebody? What kind of program do you think?
3: Well, uh, there are a number of programs. You got to first make sure that those areas where those areas in where our, our kids are suffering and in, in poverty, or there's a lot of violence and things like that. You got to make sure that there's an alternative in those areas for them to turn to. A lot of times, the, the 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 lifestyle that these kids choose is really not a lifestyle that they chose, but it's a lifestyle that chose them. And we got to provide other opportunities. Uh, you know. That whether it's better college, you know, college funds, scholarship funds that can give them a way out of the life that they're in. Uh, different uh, uh, trade school programs where they can access, uh, 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 have access to, where they can make do better for themselves. Uh, find another way. Uh, you know, maybe maybe some sort of uh, programs that in, that can channel the energy that they have from negative energy to positive positive energy. Um, mm-hmm. it, it starts there with putting money into those places that change the lives of our children. It's not just about church and home training, but we gotta get, we gotta make sure. A lot of times, kids don't go to school because their parents can't afford it. So instead of letting them stay on welfare, you know, uh, there are other other things that we can do I, from the, from the White House. They put putting programs like that that allow our kids to be
0: enough chance to be at life to be more successful and have better. Amen. Amen. Brother brother, Zane, that was a very, very powerful question that you asked our reverend here. But we want to take it round to the uh, uh to the grassroots level. What can we do as people that's are born again believers, what can we do to make a difference in the life of our young people? Yes, we, we, we always look at, uh outside sources, but what can we do internally? What can we do right in the hearing now? And we want to, uh, uh, and we thank Rem for coming on and just sharing his experiences and and the opportunities that's affordable to him, and how each one of our young men is a very gifted and talented. They just have to harness that, that talent and gifting. Now, Rem, as you navigate through life, you've been a a challenge at every at every turn. Now, you have a a a hobby that you enjoy doing. Would you share share that with us?
3: Absolutely, I've um. I'm a musician. I play drums. I'm a vocalist, but I also am a disc jockey. I know that doesn't sound too good. Term disc jockey uh, doesn't sound too good connected with the word reverend. But um, what I do is I only do certain types of events. Um, You know, like weddings, family reunions, corporate events, um, things like that. Church events. Those are the only type of events I really pretty much stick with, and I, I. I do it for a couple of reasons. One is because I I don't want to um, do anything or be in an atmosphere that offends my faith or who I am uh, as a a man of God. And secondly, the reason why I I chose to do all of those types of events is because those are ones that actually pay better. Uh, I enjoy music of all types. From uh, My personal preference in music, I enjoy of all types from, from jazz to country to rock. R and B. Um I'm I'm am I'm a connoisseur of music. Got well over forty thousand songs in my library. So I, I really uh took that energy that I that love that I have for music as a whole and I decided to use it to share it with um people I know and it's just it became a hobby and um I happened to get make some you know, do my do some money on the side with doing it.
0: And I, I have a blast doing it, enjoy it. Great, and I'm glad that you shared that with us. Because really I wanted you to come on to the show because our hobby could turn into our uh your, into our career, and how you can actually do things in this world without being attached to it. And you being a DJ and and doing in the uh, uh, serving, at, going to parties and different events that you don't have to. Uh, and you can pick and choose. That's what I want to lead to. You can pick and choose the type of uh uh, uh work that you want to do what type of uh, program that you Absolutely. want to be a part of. Our young people, sometimes they feel like that they don't have no choice. Right. And, and you've been a realm of being a man of God, so you do have choices, and you can be a part of the world and be separated from the world, and I Absolutely. like that. And, and I, I'm glad that you were able to share that. And our listening audience and our uh, uh, callers that's on hold here, regardless of what we do in life, as long as we keep God for first, nothing else matters. Nothing else that's matters. True. Hey, 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 go on. We're gonna bring our uh, guest back in here, Mr. Daniels, here, because uh, uh, he wants to just chime in on this house, so. Mr. Daniels, you still there? Hey, I
2: ain't You know, that's that kind of conspired with me. You know, I'm a musician too. Absolutely. Really uh, yeah, some of the things I have been listening to, like uh, I'm really a fan of playing jazz. And, Rhythm and Blues, and gospel, also with gospel, you know, and uh, some of the things I've noticed in the, you know, you know, the secular world is that they have a, a lot of a mix of uh, rap music with gospel music, some of the things that Kirk Franklin went to when he first started out trying to, you know,
0: you know, set up
2: his style. A lot of folks uh, set him out of the, you know, so he said he wasn't doing the right thing, you know. Kind of, you know, getting into him for a while, but, you know, at the same time I heard, I was listening to she was talking the other day. She said, he might talked about it. And then I ain't my down until I learned that you can, things will change. Things change. You know, there's nothing things to say. He might change, you know. And so she mm-hmm. learned to accept up uh, styles that really, it's all praising God, you know, no matter what style.
3: Yeah, I... I, I do, I, I believe that um, we have to be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. And that as long as that is what the way we worship, um, then it shouldn't matter. You're going to have people judge um, because that's not what they like and that's not what their view is on how worship ought to be. But as long as their worship is sincere and what you offer to God is in spirit and in truth, then it shouldn't matter. Um you know, I'm not a person, personally, I'm not a fan of rap music at all, but but I do I do not mind when young people take a pen and put it to paper and come up with lyrics that glorify God. I have no problem with that. So what it comes yeah. with a nice beat, uh, they could be doing it for somebody else, you know, so it, yeah. I personally, my main concern is, because there are a lot of gospel artists who don't do it for, for out of spirit and truth. There are some who just do it. For the same. And that, that ain't the same. Same. that's that's, that's, that's
2: work. Yeah, you know, that's another thing. I've been learning like they got this uh, this program that uh, they have them competing against each other. And a lot of these contestants leave away through because they don't get chosen. You know. And it's all why yeah, not really mean, about to being number one thing in America, you know.
0: Amen, mm-hmm. amen. Yeah, hey, uh, Reverend, yeah. as we uh, we get ready, uh, uh, Michael, I, I want to call you that there because I know we're, we're friends. You know, we've been talking to each other for quite a while. But uh, yeah. as the show is getting ready to wind down, we have 10 more minutes here. But I would just like for you to just share with our listening audience that in spite of their chosen career, they can still uh, honor and please God in anything that they do. You seem to have a good handle on that. You know, you are. You know, you work professionally, and then you also have a hobby that you still honoring God with. Now, I want you to just tell our young people that they can't do it.
3: Well, you know, it, it's, I'm so glad you mentioned the word "can" do it. The Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ, uh, who strengthens us. The emphasis on that text is through Christ. Um, if we have to make up in our minds what what type of person we want to be, but on the flip side of that. We have to also make up in our minds whom we want to serve, and um, sometimes the devil will present us with opportunities that oppose their blessings, and we we choose you know we choose money over integrity or money over character. You know there are there are times where I've been offered to do certain types of events, and because I knew it didn't line up with who I am, uh, I said no, because what's more important to me than making money is making sure that my my integrity is not is not compromised, and we we live in a world in day and time where the love of money is the root of all evil more now than ever before, and people are just uh doing any kind of thing just to make ends meet and and I understand that because when you're when you're when you're in poverty or when you don't have a lot of money you know you do what you can to survive, but you have to choose, they're, they're, you have to draw a line somewhere. And, and determine what type of person you want to be And sometimes you just have to say no And turn things down And you got, to, you got to be that person And I believe God rewards Faithfulness and rewards Integrity with new opportunities I also believe that he Allowed bad opportunities to come our way To test and see what type of Person we're going to be um, God wants to know If you really do want to be successful How bad do you want to be successful with me And so we have to choose a lot of times which one we want to do. That's why the Bible tells us to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Um, So I I, I chose my pattern pattern and I chose my way of life. Um, And, and, you know, thank God it worked out for me. Uh, I did have challenges. I still have them. Um, But at the end of the day, what, what gets me through is knowing that, God is the one that provides for me. It's not my education. It's not my skill. It's not my hobby. It's not my love for music. The only way I have what I have, that I drive what I drive or wear what I wear, the only reason I am blessed with what the little bit I do have is not because of what I know, but it's because of who I know and who I rely on. And ultimately, that's where all the credit goes. Uh, the, The fact that I am educated and the fact that I do have a skill are just added bonuses to what God can work with. But with or without those, God provides for me. My grandmother um, did all of what she did and accumulated a very nice house, very nice wardrobe, drove what she wanted to drive. She had uh, 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 a nice income. She she had all of it It with just a high school education. But she taught us that how she got it was trusting and depending completely on God and um, and making him Lord of all in everything we he she does. And she constantly showed us that it had nothing to do with what she done, but had everything to do with who she knows. And I took that with me from a child all the way up to an adult right now. And with that being said, that's how I get where I am. Um, that's how I was able to, to be successful in life. And how I owe all that credit to him. Um, you know, that, like I said, the education and the skill were added bonuses. But for the most part, my success has everything to do
0: with who my God is. Hey, man, that is so true. Because as I go down to the jail and the prison and the juveniles, and I tell them, hey, to same God. That you seek it and have a desire for, and here's the same one that's able to keep you out there. And, it, and you know, and and I went to do is just, uh, just uh, be within the will of God. Sometimes people say, God, I want to be where you are, but they don't want to move. They don't want to do anything. You know, as you were sharing uh, uh, your experience and your encounter with God, you said you had to put yourself in that position for an education. You got to go. Uh, you know, you have to apply yourself to get an education for a job. You have to apply yourself for these jobs. Yeah. And it's the same way about God. God is going to use us, but we have to position ourselves to be used by God. And, and you know, and, Reverend, as we get ready to wind down, I, I share with our young men the juvenile, this blind man named Barmell, and he heard that Jesus was coveted and, and he positioned himself to where Jesus was. And I always thought about a blind man. How do you position yourself? That's called determination. You have to be determined to get out of this situation. You have to be determined to make the uh, the, uh, uh, to do the best that you can. You have to be uh, be determined that there is a God, and He knows what's what's best for you. Realm, this has been a great conversation, and we have a couple of callers on hold here, but we realize that uh uh, uh, that this time is well spent. We want to thank you for uh, for being available this morning. Absolutely, and and we're looking forward to. Oh, and this has been a great interview. This has been a great interview. Absolutely. And, and, Rev, we would love to have you to come on at a later date.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just let me know. I'll be more than happy to come back. And uh, it's been a great, great experience for me too. And um, I'll be more than happy to share anything I have uh, with your listening
0: audience. Amen. Well, great. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Y'all have good. Bye. Hey, Amen. That was a great interview there. We have a couple of collars on hold and we're going to see if one of them is there. Good morning. caller. you still on the line? Hey, Amen. Our collar had dropped off there, but we pray that they enjoyed our interview there with our two guests there, Sergeant Major and Rev. Johnson. Hey, Amen. Good morning. You're on the net. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Yonanir. We have about two minutes here, Brother Daniel. Would you like to uh, say a word of comment regarding our show? And we want to thank you for calling in. We had two great guests this morning. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really a great thing to hear a young
2: person talk so positive like that because. Most times you hear now, most people are talking real negative about this risk in life, or they really don't know what direction they want to go in in young place in life. And it's real good to hear a person that has a, a positive opinion about life, telling the world that I'm going in the right direction, and I need, and I have God. I don't need God. I have God as my, my navigator, my navigator, he's Stand me in the right direction that I need to stand. To pull other people onto me. That's the main thing. You're pulling other people into God. Showing the world the goodness of Jesus Christ. That's, That's it. That's the thing.
0: That's the thing You're so, so right uh, Brother Daniel We yeah, want to thank yeah. you brothers, For calling in And uh, You know uh, This show could never be What it is Without you And the listening audience And we thank you For your comments uh, And your observation Of the show And uh, you know yeah. uh, you, uh, uh, and, and I'd just like to share With our listening audience if I have you online uh, uh, Richard Daniel Is going to be a co-host Of this uh, Weekly internet program As often as he can be So he's going to be able To deco- uh, call in And uh, and uh, talk to our guests and uh and encourage our listeners to call in. So we thank Brother Daniel for taking up that challenge.
2: Yeah I got a lot of hosts uh, guests I want to bring in, you know, and uh we're gonna have an exciting time and learning uh and informing really uh you know like the internet goes all over the world and really uh most of times uh everybody that's really that's seeking a voice to be heard can really be heard through your uh well you can call it a ministry.
0: You got a ministry to Brother Louis. This is your ministry. This is your ministry of in information. Amen, right? amen. Well we thank God for allowing us to use this here and for for people coming along the side of us like yourself, brother. Like you said, we uh, for one plants and one waters But God and only God gives the increase And we thank you for watering and planting you know, We never know what Facet of life that God allows us to work in But we thank you for that And, and brother, Daniel, brother Daniel We got a, yeah. a minute and a half Now uh, Would you please give our listening audience A word of encouragement With over 30 seconds And then we're getting ready to sign off And, uh, and do what God helped us to do today You have 30 seconds my brother
2: Okay uh, i like to encourage the youth and the young people of our city, mostly the city of Dallas, because uh, we have a situation that's happening in our nation that, uh, that is uh, really pitting mostly our people against each other. Really, that's what is leading to the, uh, that our youth cannot enjoy themselves or be who they really want to be without getting oppressed by other people. And I want to encourage everybody, put your trust in the Lord, because that's the only thing that really can make you be a successful person alive and guide you and to prepare you. And to what's going to happen in the future because, and the
0: Amen future. Brother Daniel, we thank you brother We got to sign off, God bless you Have a yeah. great day Okay. Amen, brother right. Daniel, be back next week To continue that comment God bless you, as we get ready to sign off here We have a word of prayer word for you. Oh man, I got It's the weekend your wallet has been waiting for. Right now at Old Navy, pay no tax on your entire purchase. Get fashion...